that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. I wonder if this is what normal people feel like. Well, like Eleanor Roosevelt said, well-behaved women rarely make history. And nothing says mental health um, cast live like, say, starting with, I drank a whole bottle of wine. Hey everybody hello everyone out in bipolar girl land how are you it's been a while it's been a couple of weeks it's been since before thanksgiving since before thanksgiving and i think the so like a month that's been a long time hasn't it I'm, it has it's been a month i'm just i guess i'm just trying to decompress from like thanksgiving at this point that makes it sound like thanksgiving was bad Thanksgiving wasn't bad. I think we had a good time. I think, you know, overall, I mean, we 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 had a good time. I mean, we went to New England. Everyone knew that. We said we were going up there. We were going to the vineyard. And um, I mean, nothing amazing happened. Mm-mm. It was quiet. I um, finally cooked the right amount of food. You did. Because usually I cook way too much food. So for all of you who've been listening for a while, I don't know if you ever know this, but Rebecca is like an incredible cook. I mean, she's absolutely an amazing cook. I mean, they say oh, the way to a person's heart is through their stomach, or at least for a man's heart is through the stomach. Let me tell you, like, she nails it. She nails it over and over again. And for Thanksgiving, it was just the four of us up at the family's house and she cooked, let me just tell you, I'm gonna brag on her. She made <laughs> she made her sweet muffins or the rolls. rolls. They're they're incredible. They're like filled with butter and goodness and love. And she makes them from scratch. There's like no store bought stuff. Well only thing that was store bought I think was the stuffing. stuffing. The I ma- usually make it fresh, but I just didn't have the energy. No, year. I know. Well I mean with homemade macaroni and cheese, with gravy. Uh, gravy and guess Guess what we cooked the chicken breast i mean the chicken the turkey again this year we only bought the, the turkey in the pressure cooker it took how long 30 minutes 30 minutes like it was seriously cool and we got to unplug like this time well we always do when we're up there but like literally we played but i feel like we really did i feel like we really did too we played trivia and like i was horrible at it he always is bad. I always was so bad at it. I was drinking too, and I just wasn't even trying. But like seriously, it, like I was super bad at it. We bought a puzzle. We did. The buy boys it. and I put together a puzzle in under a week, a yeah. thousand piece puzzle. I was pretty proud of us. I couldn't believe they did it. I was like, really? Yeah, they did it. They yeah. did it. They put we together got the a whole puzzle together. They did. They did. And um, I don't think there was really any like super amazing things this trip. I no. mean, you know, thank God because I mean, one time we we told you guys about the time that we that uh, my older son's friend put diesel in the car, and the dog pooped in the back of the car, and like every time we go to the vineyard, there's always something exciting to do that happens. But this time it was actually pretty low key. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it was low key. It was nice. No, you're not talking into the I'm mic. I'm sorry. My <laughs> shoe is weird. No, I'm trying she's, to fix she's my more concerned shoe. with shoes. Well, again, thank you everyone for listening to Bipolar Girl. We're heard in over 75, 70 countries uh, worldwide, and our audience is growing. I think we have a solid audience. It could be bigger. That's always. The he case. always wants it bigger. <laughs> Did that come off wrong? <laughs> Who doesn't want it bigger? Are you kidding me? Always better, bigger. <laughs> but no, it's not the size that matter. It's what you do with the size that you have. <laughs> you are so bad. Okay. This is a family friendly show. Stop. So anyway, so so let's see. So we get back, uh, you know, pretty much from the holiday and we just haven't put out a show and mainly because life has just been crazy. And Rebecca's always, you know, transparent about like just her mental health kind of like uh, journey and what, you know, what it's been like. But like right now, like who wants to talk about that? Like, I seriously, I just want to talk about, honey, what are you thinking? You know, it's all the new year is almost here. And I'll I'll probably ask you this again, because we'll probably do a New Year's Eve show. Mm -hmm. But like, what are you hoping for in 2023? Stability. Mm, You and me both. I am too. 
And I'm hoping to limit the amount of like people that are just I don't know, I don't want to call anyone any name, but people who are not healthy for our ecosystem mm. individually uh, in our, you know, lives. I I want those people not to really be there. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the biggest part. I definitely want stability in the new year. We have gone this whole year with me not being stable and it's exhausting. It is exhausting, but you know, I mean, the journey is real and um, I think you're overcoming. What I do like is for the last couple of days, like literally like the last few moments, you haven't had those weird intrusive thoughts. So you've been, no, it's been about a week without them. Good. Good. And, um, you know, so in, in terms of our personal life, I think, you know, we 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 had an ice storm here in the Maryland, the DMV yeah, area. Yeah, just yesterday we had the ice storm. Yeah, we had an ice storm. We just celebrated your grandmother's 94th birthday. Okay, so let me just talk about this. Okay, so Rebecca was just, okay, first of all. I, I, somehow I got roped into this. And, like, it's not that I don't love my grandmother. She's 90, 94, 94. 94 this 94. Year. She's, a, I mean, she's my grandmother. She, oh, not, she's 93. No, it was 94. 94, yeah. So she's 49 because she likes to flip it. Yeah. So, anyway, so, like, you know, Rebecca goes, she calls me at work and says, we're going to do a party for your grandmother. I said, oh, excuse me? And I'm thinking, you just went through the craziest kind well, of up and down. it was just supposed to be Wanda and Nene. I, that's what we thought. But see, I told her, I said, that's unreasonable to expect. It's the weekend. No, it's not. It's, it's not unreasonable it's a, to expect. Well, it the, is when you're dealing with Wanda because she invited everybody. <laughs> the whole family was there. And um, and so we were able, we were, so I said, well, listen, I said, so let's, let's get everyone to bring a dish. That way the pressure is off of you to like. Yeah, because it always falls on me. Like I have to make the dinner. I have to have the dessert. I have to have everything together. Right. And if I don't, there's sometimes snide comments coming from people about how <laughs> I wish I had this or why don't you have that? And then it makes me feel real bad because I'm not meeting everybody's needs and expectations. Well, so Stephen was like, no, 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 no. Right. You're going to do dinner. And right. they can bring whatever else they want to bring. Right. And, and like, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, my, my, my mother, God bless her. God rest her soul. She did it again. She she totally, she totally did it. She was like, no. She, well, so my grandmother, okay, so first of all, we put up our one, we, we put up both Christmas trees mm -hmm. in the house. Mm -hmm. And so the the second Christmas or the first Christmas tree is in the way of, is the, in the, way of the television. So From my, where Nana usually sits. So where my grandmother usually sits. So my <laughs> so my mother, oh my God, we love her to death. But my mother looks around the house and says, like, well, she calls me Reggie by my middle name. She goes, well, you know, Reggie doesn't have, you know, little tables like we do. Oh God, she wanted, she wanted like. <laughs> She wanted the laptop tables, like the little the old school nineteen eighties TV, dinner, TV tables. dinner tables. Everyone out there, if she, you grew up in the eighties, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the little foldable. Like <laughs> yeah, she yeah. wanted us to have. I don't have those. No one has those anymore. Like that. Was, I don't even know if you can buy those. Those died with rabbit ears. Like it just. Like, do did. they make them? Yeah, like, I don't even know if they make. But apparently they do. So they do, and and so my I looked at my mother. I said, "No, mom, no, just have." her move over we'll set her up right there like so we, we went to this adjustment. She, couldn't, she couldn't see the tv now granted the only thing on the tv was the fireplace from youtube yeah <laughs> but wanda desperately needed nana to see the tv oh my god i love my mother to death but it was so funny it was a funny dynamic it was and then it of was. course there was a the lady who's a former sort of first lady of the church my uncle pastors and um the dog was getting in the face and like it was all out panic because she thought Izzy no, was going got, to eat her. Uh, that's what I got. No, gathered. Sister Bowie just didn't want the dog in her face. So then we moved the dog, and the dog was not being have, and Izzy's as big as a person. And so we put her <laughs> in the bedroom. I gave her a chew, and I put her in the bedroom. And, of course, she's a dog. She wants to be with us, and she was barking. Yeah. I was fine with it. Everybody yeah. else was fine with it. Yeah. Wanda was in tears, like literal <laughs> tears, because the dog was barking. You know, look, and we're she just... wanted not not that she was like mad, but she was like terrified that the dog was upset or hurt or something. 
So then I had to let the dog back out. It was it was a whole thing. You know, well, you know, it's great. You know, families were all the same. This is my point is is like I'm not we're not the only family that's having these dynamics. No. Like it's just not. Oh, and Christmas is gonna be great because both of the families are together. I can't wait for this poop show. Like this is going to be fun. I should like set up a recording and like sit there and like just record it. Like So the- my parents are coming into town. We weren't gonna have them over, but it's been a while since they've seen the boys and so we're we're kind of sucking it up and we're gonna have them over in the house. And it's just it's a lot of people in the house and it kind of gets on all Stevens and my nerves because like when people are in your house and you're on and you're entertaining, like they go home and you can like release and like come down. You can't do that when they're staying in your house. So you're kind of just always on. Mm-hmm. And first of all, there's always a competition between the grandmothers as to who's the best grandma. And that's been going on for 17 years. Right. Second of all, my parents are, I don't know what they are, but they're definitely not like church going people. I don't know what they believe, but they make sarcastic off-color jokes. Oh, dear God. Wanda doesn't like them, doesn't appreciate them, doesn't get them. And it's like, so they're dropping jokes and Wanda's looking at them like, that's not funny. And Uh-oh. then they get their feelings hurt and, and oh, Uh-oh. God. I, I just thought I'd go, uh-oh, because that's just like, every time your dad tells a joke and I look at my mother's face, this is what I'm thinking. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You can't. And so my parents, my parents are like, she's got to stick up her butt because that was funny. And my and Wanda's like, that is so inappropriate. Yeah. And it's not funny. <laughs> no. And you know. And how- we got to deal with that. We and then we're it. in the middle of it because my mom's looking at me and his mom's looking at him. And it's like, you know what? Y'all can kill each other for all I care. Yeah. I'm going to eat my. Put these jokes in. Roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put these jokers in a room and give them one of those pogo sticks from like uh, Double Dare and let them just beat each other to death. Because that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I'm not refereeing this. So, but <laughs> a perfect example of how they're all so different is we went on vacation the last time we took everybody on vacation, and the, it will be the last time. Oh yeah, we no, take everybody it'll on it vacation. will never happen again. We got a big, big, big house um, in North Carolina. You're in the Outer Banks. On the Outer Banks. And they had games there. Well, they had Cards Against Humanity. And the boys really wanted to play it. And, of course, my parents are like, yeah, let's play it. It's fine. That's an inappropriate game, first of all. (laughs) We can't play that with Wanda. No. No. So we sat there and tried to pick out all the inappropriate cards. Yes. From the game. Yes. She still got offended over cards that we left in. It was just uh, you can't win. I mean, even when sometimes, like, I, I, like I said, I mean, my mom is the, my my the greatest person in my life. She raised me, but like seriously, some no, days, but they all are great people. But when I tell just them a together, joke, it's not a good. Uh, it's, it's not, not a fun. Good combination. I, at the end of that vacation, I said, I said to, I said, I said to Rebecca, don't you ever, ever bring that's exactly it was a lot of bleeping going on in a ride home them people together on a trip with me i was not having it like never again never again will we go well i told her i said we can go with one we go with one or the other or the other not both not both we're just not gonna do it not ruining my vacation i mean if we if we ever did that again, it would have to be a big trip and we would all have to have our own places. They'd have to be 80 and 90 years old where they didn't matter yeah, anyway. Yeah, but we would all have to have our own places. Like everyone That's would have true. to have their own house or their own hotel room. You but like lying. living and sleeping together. No, you ain't lying at all. I can't do it. I can't do it. So anyway, so I mean. Christmas the, will be fun. Christmas will be fun. But like last year and the year before that, we got, we we went and um, we put up our artificial tree, which goes in the kind of our family room. And then we have a, this gallery area. Does it sounds more palatial than it is because it's really not, but it's cool. But it's basically a living room and a family room, and he's taken the family room, which isn't used as much as a living room, and he's made it the gallery. It's my gallery. We have we have the piano in there, and yes. we have some other stuff. We just don't have a lot of furniture in there. No, it's, it's a my big empty room because it's my gallery. It's with a meeting place. It's a sophisticated place for wine and no, cheese. Nobody has ever eaten wine and cheese. That's not there. true. We had a party when we first moved in, and we had the neighbors down the street who we won't name on the show and all the other people who were here uh, and our buddies from D.C. and they were all snacking and walking around the gallery. I think there was one person in the gallery. Bet. Well, that was a... Yeah, you know. We won't say her name. Yeah. (laughs) 
B was in the gallery. B was in it. Let's just say B was because in Because she was not. But so was Mrs. C. Okay. And Mr. C. Mr. C was talking to that other person. I understand. Anyway. So anyway, the point is, is we put up our second tree. So we went out. So we cut down the second tree. That's the cool. The yes. second tree is a live tree. And we yes. go to a cut your own tree place. Yes. And it was cold as a witch's. But, but. Yeah. So. Right. Um, we kind of cut down the first tree that I found. Yeah, we just found one. It was actually the perfect tree. <laughs> Usually the boys get mad at me because I'm like, mm, no, it's too wide. Mm, no, it's too thin. <laughs> I'm so glad she didn't do that this year because she likes short, fat trees. I do. I like short, fat trees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we picked the tree and we got the tree up before they came over. So we have, we have both our trees up. You're right. We have both the trees up and they look beautiful. It's her blue tree and her, and her yeah, red tree. Yeah. One tree is blue and, and silver and one tree is red and, and one gold. tree is red and gold so and the red and gold tree has all of like the kitschy ornaments like that we have left over from when we were kids mm -hmm. and like that the kids have right um the ones that you like make and stuff it's the real like family homey tree right and the other one is more for pretty right yeah i mean you know i mean I it's bougie. We have two trees. It's very bougie. But... Is it really though? I figured it was pretty par for the course because like my boss It would be really bougie if we cut both trees because they're so freaking expensive. Yeah, but my boss Katie has like two or three trees in her house too. Is it a thing now? I think it's a thing. I think oh. I think people have more than one tree. And you saw Miss C down the street. She has 14 oh, trees. She has, yeah. I I have not asked him how many trees there are this year but last year i believe there was 19 yeah 19 trees in there now house. none of hers are real right but it's still and they're all different sizes they're all different sizes they put up 19 trees like, and I they all have it. a theme in massachusetts my old boss there she had like 27 yeah yeah she had like 27 trees like she had a whole like buffet set up yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's true i don't know so, we have two trees so anyway so yeah so so that's it. We're getting ready for the holiday. And they didn't compliment my trees at all when they were over here. <sighs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to be like, you just got to deal with people and meet them where they are. I know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's about it. They're jealous. That's it. It's, well, I don't know if they're jealous. They just, I don't think they pay attention jealous. to that kind of stuff. Honestly. I, I have two and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, I, I did expect a you know a comment because like I normally like. Well, I'm, you comment oh, on things like that when you go to somebody's house. You're if, like, oh, your tree, it's pretty. Well, if someone went through the effort to put up more than one tree, that means they're really into it. Yeah. So you like you really kind of say something about it. That's all. That's I mean that's yeah. So anywho, um. Uh, so we're we're we are prepared for the holidays and we're prepared to have a uh, a really interesting time. By the way, Dr. Nicolescu um, He's coming. I he's promise coming, you guys, promise I'm you. not making it up. He's coming. He's gonna be in the new year. We keep messing up this he was supposed to be tonight, but his faculty work party was tonight and he forgot about it so we're gonna try and do it like the second week of december i think but he's coming he's coming i think what we're going to have I'm to do lying. is just like tonight's show with our good friend star and we'll tee this up in a second um in fact here now that we're starting to talk about the actual show itself let me get our music on okay so, so anyway, so now once we get Dr. Alexander Nicolescu on, and of course, you know, this is huge for us because we're trying to like really talk about like uh, neurology and you know, what the science. genetics and chemistry, the science behind um, uh, treating uh, mental illness. And I think like, it'll be an interesting conversation. I mean, he's super, super bright and, and one of the leading scientists in the, in the world when it mm -hmm. comes to this matter. So. I, when when Dr. Nicolescu says I can't do it, you go yes, sir. Tell me when. Tell you don't, me when. You don't argue about that, right? Yeah. So as soon as he get, as soon as we get that show recorded, we will certainly air it. Um, but go ahead, babe. You had Star on just before we left town. This is going to end and run into the interview. No, it's not. Yeah, we'll it start is. it over again. Okay. Um. So Stephen was busy. Stephen's always busy. But um, I interviewed Star. She's been on the show before. Star has been on the show before. Um, I interviewed her about a book that she is re-releasing. 
Um, she released it before, but she's done a lot of edits and she's added a forward and, and some afterward and a lot of stuff in between. And so she wanted to come on the show and talk about it. Um, it's a good book. Y'all should get it. She also writes poetry. It's good poetry. Her cover art is beautiful. Like you should really go find it. Um, but yeah, that's who I talked to this week. And they recently just moved to Texas, right? Texas from Virginia Beach. Yeah, man. God bless them. Like I keep my thoughts and prayers. But apparently, they think it's the greatest thing. So I, I'm. Like, oh, they've only been there for a little bit. Yeah, I want to go visit. I really do want to visit them. I want to see what it's like down in Texas. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know what it's like like down in Texas, but I've really hung out in Dallas for a long period of time anyway so this week so what do you so you guys you just interviewed her about her new about the book okay it's about the book all right well listen um we're getting ready to tee this up um the next voice you'll be hearing of rebecca who conducted an interview with star leblanc i love star she's great and we'll Um, come back for the song of the week and we'll come back for the star will you do a proverb this week yeah i'll do one Okay. I'll do one. All right. So this is previously recorded. I want you, um, you know, to enjoy it. Have a great week, everyone. You can do it. Okay. Thank you, Star, for coming on. Um, so we wanted, I, I wanted to have you on to talk about all your books. You have a multitude of books, it seems, that you're coming out with. Yes. And it especially feels like a lot because so far this year, I've published three that is a lot yeah that's a lot for one time but um two of them were written during uh lockdown and um it just took a while to get them through the process but um i actually re-released a book and that's the one i kind of wanted to talk about um it's called into love and out again and it's a memoir uh it it's multi-genre so there's poetry there's essays there's um short stories notes letters all kinds of of stuff and it tells the story of myself in 2015 when I fell in love with a man who did not care if I lived or died oh no yes and the funny thing was when I was going through it, I really thought to myself, this is like just an unrequited love story. And this is, you know, a a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I achieved so much personal growth and blah, blah, blah. And as I was reading over it, seven years later, you know, in modern day, I was like, oh my God, I was, I was cycling so fast. (laughs) I was going to say, was it, did it have anything to do with your bipolar? Absolutely. It was, it was mainly bipolar, I want to say, but, um, part of the contributing issues with it was, um, I was severely undermedicated at the time. Uh, and, uh, the year after the book ends, I, um, you know, and I, of course I didn't know any of this going through all the events, but, Um, after the book ends, I go to a different psychiatrist and she basically says, what in the world was your last psychiatrist doing? You were on not nearly enough medication Mm -hmm. and you're like, everything is a little out of control. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you, you might have, you might have a point and (laughs) maybe, (laughs) yeah, maybe who knows. And, um, so looking back on this, um, from you know such a distance has been a bizarre experience but it really you know when I when I wrote it one of my friends um bought it and read it and said wow this really shows the ups and downs and twists and turns and you're going sideways all of a sudden of being of living with bipolar disorder and I was like oh yeah yeah sure okay and then reading through it now I'm like yeah yeah, this is what he was talking about. Mm. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you thought you were writing a love memoir and really you're writing about being bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was a surprise even to myself. But um, I feel like the the story is kind of finally complete because mm-hmm. I kept trying to end the book so I could release it. And you know, I think it had two afterwards when I finally released it in 2015. It ends up with, I think, five 
Oh my goodness. Cause it just kept going. And I kept yeah. being like, I want to be done with this. I'm over this. I'm finished with it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to deal with it anymore. And then I just write more. Mm-hmm. And it ends with me actually cutting contact with this person and just being like, I, I don't want you to talk to me anymore. And that's when it really ends. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you wrote a book about it, but emotionally, how did you deal with that? Like, obviously you were cycling. So like on the, on the good days, it was good. But like, how did you come to terms with like cutting off contact and things like that? Um, you know, throughout the entire thing, I think a lot of it was the writing helps me deal with it mm-hmm. and writing it down helped me deal with it. Mm-hmm. And even if, you know, I couldn't make this person want to be in a relationship with me, even though I couldn't change the way I was feeling, even though I couldn't change the way he was feeling, I wrote it down and at least it was, you know, on a page somewhere and it was like, it was safe. Yeah, in, it wasn't my it wasn't spiraling in your head because you got it out somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when when you said how did you deal with it, the first thing I thought was not well, but <laughs> you know. I mean, literally, there's um I dated all the entries, uh, which because I was dating all my poems at that point. So I just dated everything. Uh-huh. And I have, you know, poems on Christmas Eve being like, I love this guy so much and he doesn't care about me. I have poems on Christmas day saying the same thing. I have poems Mm. on new year's day, like all these like holidays and important like times when I should be doing anything, but mooning over this jerk. Like I'm just, you know, mooning over the jerk. Yeah. And I'm not calling him a jerk solely because he didn't return my attention, which now I kind of better understand how terrifying I must have seemed. (laughs) Um, Because I was like, there was just, there was no filter. I I was, uh, there were some things I was reading and I was like, I wrote this to him? Like, (laughs) why did he not? you know why did he not call like a restraining order um exactly exactly okay yeah so he didn't I mean he dealt with it it's not like he ever he just dealt with you being in love with him well what happened was and at the time like I didn't care that this was happening but now it's very clear and especially later in the book it becomes clear to me that he is definitely using me for my resources and because he didn't drive and where we lived was a very drive heavy um area so he would use me to get place to place he would use me to you know go here go there Mm -hmm. um I would you know if we went out I would pay for dinner I would pay for this I would pay for that And he seemed more than happy to let me do that. And at a certain point, it's like, okay, I'm just being nice. I'm just generous or something like that. But it becomes clear very quickly. I'm I'm doing way more than any rational human being should be doing. Mm -hmm. And at that, at that time, it was kind of like, why did he continue to engage with me? When he could have, you know, stopped, blo- stopped talking to me, blocked me on something like he had, he had no, um, reason to keep in contact with me. But honestly, I think he found my attentions kind of flattering Yeah, and he was using my resources. So, I mean, there's two ways to take that kind of attention from somebody, right? It's either you're very flattered or you're very frightened, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if he was using you for your resources, of course, he's going to take it in a flattering way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it it just gets to the point where he uh, continued to overreach even after I set boundaries. And I'm like, you know, am I a debit card to this person? Mm-hmm. You know, am I a vehicle to get from place to place where he needs to go? And the answer was pretty much yes. So how did you get 
from I love this person and they don't love me back to my goodness, he's using me for things. How, how does you get from one paint point to another? It's it was a long process. Let me tell you, show you the, the girth on this. <laughs> yes, book. that is a big book. <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost 400 pages, but um, yes, very long process. Uh, I would say that like, it was one of those things where very slowly the magic started to peel away mm -hmm. and very slowly I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's not right. And, uh, also one thing that happened, like my friends who, you know, of course, like I introduced them to all my friends and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, they all were like, he is such a jerk. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to hang out with him. They didn't want to hear about him. And I literally got to the point where I lied to one of my friends about what, where I was and what I was doing because mm. I was with him and I knew yeah. that she would be upset. And, you know, and I found out uh, recently, and I mean like this year recently, redoing the book, that um, he actually was consistently hitting on one of my friends. Oh, goodness. And this friend is also... Uh, in a long-term relationship. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and she didn't tell me any of that at the time because, you know, I probably would have, you know, lost whatever sanity I was desperately clinging to, but it was, you know, it was bad and they were just exasperated with him. So kind of seeing my friends be so upset with this person and, you know, I'd kind of think, why am I not upset with him? Mm-hmm when I was at the center of it. So that, that kind of made me think as well. So you just took like, basically like poems and journal entries and made it into a book. Yes. That's amazing. And... I can't journal. I can't journal for the life of me. Um, oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> I journaled a long time ago when I was in the military, I journaled heavily, but like there was no other distractions. Like it's just you and, and the walls. Um, but I think it, there's just too many distractions. I don't know. I can never journal. I, you know, I recently got a, um, a notebook and I've been working on, you know, writing down something every day. And that's like the only way I can do it. Because if I have to be like, I woke up, I had breakfast, <laughs> See, I took my medication. Like, I I, I'm just like, that. like, who cares? no one cares. Like I can write this exact same entry every single day and no one cares, not even me. And I'm the one who lived it. Yeah. So, you know, I tried to, um, to really like, you know, I'm writing down like notes. I wrote a letter to my past self, you know, like just random, random things. I did a self-esteem questionnaire. Oh, that's fun. Um, and let's see. Yeah. And just notes about different things. I do do kind of journal entries, but I try to keep them like focused on a topic or issue and not just like a blow by blow account of my day because, you know, I work from home. My day is usually at home and it's yeah. usually not incredibly interesting. So not like a um, whole lot of excitement goes on. I do my job and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I worry I'd just be here writing like, oh my gosh, the cats are so cute today. Triton, jump down and blah, blah, blah. Like, it, I'm just like, no, I, I don't want to look back on this in 20 years and be like, well, those cats were adorable. You know, that just, no. <laughs> no, you have, you have three cats, correct? Yes. Yes. I have three, three little babies and um, I actually don't have any in here right now, which is rare because I tend They're always to just, around you. Yes. They just follow me. And um, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a little bizarre. I'll just walk into a room and it could be any room, could be the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, all three of them are just like right there. <laughs> just like, hi, what you doing? Hey Do mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we have two cats and neither one of them are super attached like that. Like they are just little panthers that walk around my house and demand food. But yeah, every now yeah. and then I'll get affection, but for the most part, no. 
And you see, that's kind of what I'm used to. I'm used to the cats that are like, you know, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. We're cool. Yeah. And, you know, when we got Taco, he is a little Velcro boy. And um, he kind of like, I don't know if he taught the the other two how to do it or just was, you know, they, they, they just look at him and think, oh, gosh, Taco's going in there. I wonder if something is happening that's important <laughs> that I need to be a part of. So, yeah, it's uh, it's so strange. Cats are cats are so fun. <laughs> they are. I love them. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So you rewrote this book, and you released. It's already released. So um, yes, it is on Amazon in uh, Kindle and paperback. And the good news is that now. After many, many books being released, I know how to format a Kindle book. So, yes. It's different formatting? I never knew that. Oh, yes, it's different formatting. Everything is different formatting. It's like, but, um, but yeah, I did a, I did a new cover. Um, I did a new Kindle version. And also, the, this version is expanded. So, the original 2015 version had six parts to it mm-hmm. and the version I published recently has 10 okay. so it's really the whole thing and like I did go through and edit a tiny bit but not too much because there were some parts where I was just like oh my god did I did I rake this is this my name is attached to this but then I'm like you know what I was you know I was manic <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I was depressed or I was both or I was going from one to the other. Like, you know, I can't, I can't be, I can't ask too much of myself at any of those states. So no. I was kind of like, you know, I'll just, I'll just leave it as is. But, um, and then I did add a little like author's note at the beginning and I added a, uh, uh, another afterward, uh, mostly for the comedy effect of having five afterwards in a book. And, yeah. um, yeah and but yeah so it was uh oh it it was it was a beast I usually do short poetry books that I publish and you know this one being almost 400 pages I was just like I I was dying towards the middle was this your first book that you did so this was the first book that I published on Amazon um it I I had done other projects previously but you know, thankfully, none of them saw the light of day. Um, so, and I, I had done other um, poetry books as well, but I didn't know about the availability of actually publishing on Amazon. So when I learned about that and kind of explored it and got into it, and um, uh, this was the first book that went went on Amazon. Okay. All right. Um I've heard good and bad things about publishing on Amazon. There was something that I heard, like people can rate your book and like, it'll get pulled down because like they find grammar issues or something in it. Yes. Um, Amazon does a lot of shady things. Cause you know, the thing is like, I, I don't go and look up my books every day and look at what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I looked up, I looked them up the other day and I was like, why is this one at a lower price than the price I set? And basically I got into the, you know, Kindle direct publishing, um, FAQ and it was like, oh, Amazon decides how much it's going to sell your books for tough luck. So I was like, oh, righty. I didn't know about that. And of course there are other, uh, platforms to publish on. Cause there's like, you know, Barnes and Noble and like, um, there's an Apple books, uh, app as well and you know there there's other ways to disseminate the information but mm-hmm. um amazon has just been the one that i've used the most and i don't know i think i need to expand we'll see yeah so is it is it easier on amazon is that why you do amazon um well my first uh i had a i had a collection of poetry um published in 2005 and i disavow all knowledge of it but um, I used a company called iUniverse to do that. And basically what they do is you give them the manuscript and they format it. They do a cover. Um, they put in all the correct stuff. They get you an ISBN number um, and they publish it. But mm-hmm. their fees for doing all that stuff, I think it was like $800. That's a lot. 
Yeah. And there's ones out there that are even more expensive. Like I saw, um, because, you know, when I talk about writing on Facebook, all I get are like, you know, publish your book with us, publish your book with us. Look over here. We're a publishing company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what these companies do is important because, you know, not everybody has the capacity or desire to learn how to do all this stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But at the same time, you know, you, it really like kind of thins the herd to the people who have a lot of disposable income in order to pay hundreds of dollars to have this done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not everybody has $800 to produce a book. No, absolutely not. And yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of money. So, so I mean, how, many, that's, hmm? how many books do you have published now? Uh, hang on a sec. I actually, Making you do I math. honestly do, <laughs> I do not know off the top of my head. Uh, let me look on my website real quick. This is embarrassing. I should know this. <laughs> you should know how many books you put out. <laughs> it just, it bumped up recently. And like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11. Okay. Nice. I've got 11. And yeah. And one of the things about like, you know, exploring a different uh, way of publishing them. It's, it's kind of like if I can take, um, you know, the PDF file of my manuscript and just upload it and everything's golden, that's great. But if I have to reformat 11 books, particularly yeah. one, almost 400 pages, like that's just yeah. going to take me a really long time. Yeah. I can Not to imagine. Say I, yeah, not to say I wouldn't do it because hyperfocus is, you know, a wonderful thing. Oh, yes. Um, you share your cover art a lot on Facebook, and I just love it. Are you doing your cover art? Is that, are you making them? Yes. Um, so uh, I don't take the pictures. Like if there's like a picture, you know, on, of a field or something. I did not go to that field and take that picture. Okay. Um, I use stock images from, you know, either like Shutterstock where I just recently got an account or um, th the free stock image site called Pixabay. And um, I'll do, you know, making it look how I, I want it to look, put the title on, put the words on, make sure it's, you know, everything's covered and meets the quality standards. And, you know, I kind of go from there. Okay. All right. That's nice. I just, your, to your poetry books, some of the ones that you have made that you have shared on Facebook, like they're very moving pictures. They're pictures that make you want to read the book. Well, thank you. They're I, really uh, nice. <laughs> I, I will say like, I have really had to work super hard at graphics because I am a words person and I'm just like, what do you mean you want a picture? Like yeah. <laughs> I, I have words. So it's one of those things where, you know, I, I've, I've, I've come a very long way from where I came, but you know, I started in like, you know, 2015. So <laughs> had a long time to get there, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with most of the, well, with all of the covers. If I'm obviously, if I'm not happy with the cover, I'm not going to release it, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm really happy with how everything has turned out so far. And I just hope I can continue like learning new things and, uh, and stuff like that. So the listeners can find you on Amazon. Obviously mm -hmm. we've talked about that. You have a website as well, correct? Yes. Uh, my website is starlabranch.com. That's S-T-A-R-L-A-B-R-A-N-C-H-E.com. Okay. And what can they find on there? Just all, your whole collection? So, yes. I um, So there's a few different uh, pages. I started blogging again, um, which, you know, I blogged incessantly for about like three years. I ran like a daily blog with me as the only writer. And that just got like, you know, I got caught up in like 
the pressure and like, oh God, I don't have something for tomorrow and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep up with this. Mm-hmm. So um, I've really been blogging sporadically and just whenever I'm like, oh, hey, I have an idea. I'd love to write about this. I just blog about it. It's kind of like um, a lot of it is very much a passion project because it's, you know, I'm not like, instead of being like, oh gosh, what will get me the most hits on Google? What is something that, you know, is going to bring, bring the max amount of readers to my page, which is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I'm really just like, what do I want to write about? What is on my mind today? And, and that's been really great. And it's been really, um, kind of therapeutic almost to just be like, not worried about all of that stuff and just write because I love it and not have to go through the the hoops of, you know, SEO and this and that and mm-hmm. be like, oh God, my last post only got this many views. So that's great. And then I also have um, The Vault, uh, which is uh, free content. Yes, free co- <laughs> content. Um, and it has, uh, I think there's three pieces up here now. I might add more to it because the thing is, like, for a while, I was working so fast. Like, I would find something and be like, what is this? And I'd be like, I clearly wrote this, but I don't remember what it is. So there are some things that just never got published. Yeah. So this is a chance to give them, like, a second life. And they're all in, like, PDF form, and you can download them. And, you know, they're they're yours to, uh, to enjoy. And I do have a page of books and it has like the cover and a synopsis and like a little bit of information. And then you can uh, find the link to Amazon um, if you want to learn more. And, um, and a little there, there's just a small about me page that has some, I think just random facts because I, I hate writing biographies so much. They're just, oh, that's like the thing I hate the most. I, I mean, I couldn't do it either. Every bio I've ever had to turn in, Stephen has had to write. Cause I'm like, and I'm that person who is like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> it's awkward. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yeah. And the, the, I think the, the, the problem for me is that the question is just too broad. It's yeah, kind of like, mean- yeah, my entire life has like so many, uh, you know, disparate connections. It's like, I can't bring them all together in a neat little package. Like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. So yeah, know. my, my, uh, bios are usually very like sarcastic sounding <laughs> because I just don't know what else to do. <laughs> You're like, I'll give you a bio. Exactly. Take this. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing. We will share your link. Um, and We'll share your link when we publish this and thanks for coming again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat with you and I love your hair, by the way. Thank you. Looks so good. (laughs) All right. That was, that was a good interview. Uh, and and, and it my apo- was an interview. Well, my apologies to Star because I call her LeBlanc. It's really LeBranch. So if I want to make it fancy, I'll be like LeBranch. Yes. LeBron. Yes. Sorry, Star. <laughs> I don't want you to be upset at me for um, maybe taking it to another level. Anyway, so, that was a great interview and it was good to hear about her, Steve. Yes. yes. Do you want to do the proverb? Yes. I guess we don't need to keep talking about it. All right, so. He who begins too much accomplishes little. German proverb. What does it mean to you? Can't have your hands in everything. Yeah, you know, it is funny because I was sitting here as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's the universe telling me that I need to slow down. Yeah, it is. But also at the same time, it's like we're married with kids and careers and extracurriculars like how do you balance that I, but you just can't spread yourself thin you know he you know who begins too much accomplishes little like you just can't spread yourself thin well that's true I mean you have to know when I mean I know like what it's been the last few weeks of board I think I'm off the board now finally and uh, the organization I was sitting on and like seriously I was like you know what I can't I don't have the bandwidth yeah. yeah yeah you can't be in too much stuff yeah yeah no 
Um, no, I don't. And um, and I think that's, you know what, heed, let's heed this word. That we'd slow down and we try to do things that are very important and things that will get us advanced in the world and, um, and stop occupying our space with things just because they look good externally. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, what's the st- what, what is the show? I mean, the song of the week, honey. So the song of the week is Way of True and God, and it's by Tyler Childler. Yeah. I, I love this song, by the way. It's kind of Appalachian, kind of Southern, kind of gospel. I hate that you talk over the song. All right. Yeah. Bye, start, everyone. Start it over. Start it Have over. A go- okay. Start it over. All right. So <laughs> we will definitely start it over when I play it. Um <laughs> Bye, everybody. But, uh, bye, everyone. Have a good week. Give me that old time screaming and shouting. Go up, tell it on the mountain. Faith too strong to be left out in way of the trying God. Touched my hand and gave me